This is the FS Tech Podcast. Hello and welcome to the FS Tech Podcast. I'm Hannah McGrath, I'm the editor at FS Tech, and today we're going to focus on the next big leap FS firms are taking as they leverage cloud as part of their digital transformation agendas. The shift to cloud in financial services is now well underway, with large institutions at various stages of their cloud journey in a bid to keep up with the rapid digitization of products and services and the need to access and leverage data from multiple locations. However, for most firms, what they've done so far is only the tip of the iceberg in terms of the potential of cloud to transform businesses. So how are financial services providers planning to leverage the full value of cloud technology for the next phase of company-wide digital transformation? And in doing so, how do they deal with a litany of challenges ranging from changing regulatory requirements to legacy systems to skill shortages? So to discuss these challenges and some possible solutions for unlocking the value of cloud, I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Anna Bavnehotra, Senior Vice President and Head of Financial Services at HCL Technologies. Welcome to the podcast, Anabav. It's great to have you here today. Great to be with you, Hannah. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Yeah, great. So let's jump into the questions. Um, first one is, how mature do you think cloud adoption is in the UK FS industry so far? And what are some of the key use cases that you're seeing in the market at the moment? Uh, Hannah, thanks for that question. I think it's a good question first up, right? Uh, so when we talk about adoption of cloud in the UK financial services sector, the way I often try and think about this is that across industries, we've seen three waves, I would say, broadly of cloud adoption, right? The first wave uh, was really, for want of a better word or a better phrase, just a lift and shift of what you had inside your data centers. Let's move it all to a cloud somewhere and uh, and somehow it will be cheaper and it will be run faster or better, et cetera. I think most organizations quickly realized that wave one, uh, just a pure lift and shift was actually quite difficult. Uh, and, and where it could be done, it didn't really deliver on the business case benefits that they were expecting, which led to wave two. And wave two was, uh, in some ways, a variation on wave one. The only difference or the key difference was that they were using a lot more cloud native capabilities. So you were containerizing applications, et cetera. Uh, but the underlying objective was still the same to move applications uh, from data centers onto clouds, but pretty much leave how they operated the same. I think either by design or by accident, financial services didn't participate that much in wave one and wave two. And they started kind of going straight to wave three, which is the adoption wave that we're seeing right now, which is to really use cloud to drive business value. So not think about what applications or what workloads do I have inside my data center, which can be better served up on cloud, but instead look at what business processes you have, which can be delivered better using cloud as an underlying technology. And so if I look at wave three, that is one area where I think financial services you know, is quite mature. Well, I say quite mature, it's all relative. But, yeah. you know, but that's the one place where I think financial services is really leading. They've you know, really figured out how to uh, use cloud where it adds business value, it drives better time to market, et cetera. 
Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's more the strategic use of cloud um, that financial services institutions are sort of adopting quite rapidly. But I guess the fundamentals that wave one and wave two you talked about, it's mainly um, you know other perhaps less regulated organisations which are which are able to take up that cloud far quicker and and I, in fact have done in the last few years. So yeah, that that's great. Really interesting. And um, so, what are some of the key lessons learned from this most recent wave of cloud adoption that you were talking about? Yeah, I think that I think that the way organizations have begun to look at uh, how to drive value from cloud changed a little bit, right? So this isn't anymore just about whether you can improve bottom line. Now, that's not what uh, cloud adoption is really about. It's, it's increasingly about uh, A, whether you can improve customer experiences. Second is whether you can drive uh, better uh, time to market. So can you take products to market faster? Can you be more agile? Can you change things faster? Can you run out marketing campaigns faster, et cetera? Mm-hmm. Uh, can you use data better uh, uh, and gain insights of you know whatever customers that you're serving? Uh, so I think that clarity on uh, what use case or what business value that you're trying to drive, uh, having that upfront is really, really important. So that's the first, you know, that's the first thing. Uh, because that in turn is what's going to help you drive the top line that you want. Uh, the second is, I think there is a increasingly, uh, you know, there is this clarity, I think that's coming to the market now that, uh, you know, earlier we've talked a lot about, I'm going to go 100% on cloud, is it going to be cloud first? Uh, I think it's this clarity now uh, emerging that uh, the future is hybrid. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there, you know, there isn't a, you know, there isn't a, you know, only a legacy type solution or only a cloud type solution. And, you know, therefore you don't necessarily need to dismantle all the legacy that you had. You can, in fact, you know, you can maintain your, your systems of record where they are, whether it's on a mainframe or, you know, or, or any other kind of traditional, uh, you know, piece of infrastructure uh, and really extract business logic from it. We call it, you know, let's say we call it hollowing the core. Hollow the core from your legacy, but really, you know, use cloud um, to drive some of the business value uh, that you want. So that's the other key thing that's begun to emerge. Uh, and I'd say the third thing that's begun to emerge for us is uh, we talk to our customers. Most of them have gone through the phase where they're testing uh, whether, you know, creating business value from cloud really works for them or not. And they're now moving into the phase where they now need to exponentially scale uh, this capability. And that's where organizations such as ourselves can really support them. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess it's building out now for on, on the basis of what they already have using the infrastructure and the data they have, but using that to drive business growth. Um, yeah, that's a really interesting point. So, so if we look at some of the aspirations that FS firms might have right now, given that sort of drive towards growth, how would larger FS firms um, like to use the cloud? And what so far have been some of the main obstacles and challenges for them in getting there? Yeah, I think, as I pointed out earlier, you had these uh, two or three waves, three waves, really, that you were talking about. And I think uh, I think in the first instance, uh, some of the challenges that were there in the industry were really about trying to figure out what they want to do with the cloud, right? Mm-hmm. Do they want it as something that will help them save cost? Is it something that they want to support their you know, ESG ambitions? Uh, is, is it something that they want to drive business value out of, etc.? And I think that uh, the clarity that's emerged from there, particularly for financial services, uh, is important, right? And so now the question has become: Find what use cases benefit most from from the cloud. For, you know, you know how do we retool our business process? 
uh, to get maximum value out of cloud, etc. And you know, fintechs, insurtechs, challenger banks, etc. They played a big role in helping define uh, some of those use cases, which are now getting replicated across some of the larger banks as well, or mm-hmm. some larger insurance firms as well. And the pandemic's helped as well because it's driven more digitization. It's driven more acceptance. Uh, I think the first thing is to get the use cases right and to have clarity on what you want to do there. I think the second is the availability of skills. At the scale that banks and large insurance firms and capital markets firms, they want to adopt cloud. I don't think that, you know, I think some of the big challenges that they're all facing is how do they scale up to do it and scale up at scale, uh, you know, to drive those ambitions. And again, that's where organizations such as ourselves can help. Uh, you know, we've invested in dedicated business units uh, which are configured to do exactly that. We've driven large-scale reskilling programs within our own organizations to help support that. And the third thing, which I think is less and less of a challenge as we go forward, is the regulatory environment in which we operate. Right? I think that uh, in the initial days, regulation and, and the regulatory frameworks under which we uh, which we were all working was seen as a little bit of an impediment of mm-hmm. uh, cloud adoption. But I think that's less and less the case. I think the regulators and uh, financial services institutions are really working very well together, much more closely than they were before. And I see that as less and less of a challenge. I think, in fact, if anything, you know, cloud is seen as a fairly secure way of doing business today. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I guess sort of regulation, skill shortages, but also just establishing that use case and sort of being able to make that case across the organization. Um, exactly. There's also a lot of discussion about sort of moving towards cloud uh, in an enterprise wide or an organization wide way, rather than particular areas and making sure that that's a coordinated exactly. and synchronized exactly. process. Precisely that. Yeah. And and so what does the next generation of cloud adoption look like for FS firms? We talked about wave three, but you know, what, what might wave four look like? <laughs> I think that it's a little bit difficult to say what wave four looks like, because I think wave three in itself is going to be uh, kind of quite drawn out uh, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned at the top of the podcast that uh, Financial services have only can be really just seen the tip of the iceberg as far as cloud adoption is concerned in financial services, and I think that's absolutely right. I think mm-hmm. uh, I think the journey to business model transformation has just begun. Yeah. I think one of the things that's going to start happening, and we are already seeing that happen, is organizations are going to take a fresh look at their entire business model. They're going to start look at the entire value chain uh, right up to you know the customer what aspects of that can better be served now that you have enabling technologies such as cloud, AI, data, et cetera, how can they be retooled and what role does cloud have to play in that? So I think that that's one big thing that's going to happen. So you'll see a lot of business model transformation taking place mm-hmm. uh, and, and that a lot of that's going to be enabled by cloud. I think the other thing that we're going to see a lot of uh, going forward is just establishing hybrid models and when I say hybrid, oftentimes hybrid is, you know, there's multiple dimensions to hybrid. In one dimension is inside your data center and in the cloud, that's one form of hybrid. But you also start seeing a lot of multi-cloud scenarios uh, within the institution, within the organization, particularly large banks, large insurance firms. I think that they will find that there's use cases better suited to one cloud provider, other use cases you know, better suited to another cloud provider. So I think that there's going to be a lot of work around 
creating this hybrid ecosystem and making mm -hmm. it work together. So that's the second big piece of change or work that we think that we're going to see. And the third thing is exponentially scaling the model. I mean, mm -hmm. if you really think about it, you know, by our own estimates, penetration of cloud in most financial services institutions is probably less than 10% at this point. Right? Yeah. Uh, and the potential is immense. So we think that, you know, the next two or three years uh, are, are going to be years of scaling quite exponentially mm -hmm. uh, in terms of uh, skills, in terms of use cases, in terms of the use of cloud, et cetera. So th you know, those are some of the things that that, that we see happening, we see uh, taking place. Great, and and I guess I mean you mentioned there this this idea of a multi-cloud and a hybrid cloud ecosystem being built up, where there are different systems uh, coexisting, different use cases for cloud as well. And um, how realistic is it for large institutions to become fully cloud first, like the fintech challenges? Um, or will there always be a need for legacy systems in sort of you know large financial institutions like banks and and capital markets institutions? I think at least in the foreseeable future, there is a place for uh, what we call legacy. I mean, you know, legacy is a bit of a negative you know, word. If you think about some of the traditional infrastructure platforms, the mainframes, et cetera, I don't think they're going away anyway, at least not in the short term. I think they, they have some very good use cases. They have place uh, in the ecosystem. So I think that for the foreseeable future, we don't see large banks, large financial services firms, large investment banks going 100% cloud. Uh, there will always be, I'd say always, you know, I'm thinking the next few years, there will be a room for uh, some of the uh, some of the more traditional platforms to remain. And, and a lot of that's to do uh, with, you know, as I said, the wave one, wave two was all about, let's just move everything to the cloud. But people realize that actually, maybe not everything needs to be in the cloud. So even if you mm -hmm. could technically take some of this infrastructure or some of these applications and lift and shift them or containerize them and put them on the cloud, unless you're really generating business value from that kind of move, uh, you know, there's no need to do it. And so I think that for that reason, we expect to see, uh, you know, this hybrid framework in place for some time. Yeah, absolutely. And certainly when we talk to sort of financial services providers, we, we do hear about core systems being something that is difficult to transform and that there will need to be this kind of hybrid um, ecosystem for the foreseeable future. So, yeah, that all sort of um, makes total sense. So so given sort of HCL's role, I mean, what role can technology providers play in enabling the successful use of cloud um, as a driver of business growth, as we were discussing earlier in terms of scaling and, and building out operations? Yeah, I think that we see organizations such as ourselves playing a role in three key areas. The first is to help bridge the skills gap and the talent gap that we see in the market. I think that you know we can we can help bridge some of that. We we can bring a lot of those skills you know to our customers, particularly as they start to you know to scale. And we do this in a number of different ways. We can do this by way of actually helping build uh, ideation and innovation labs close to where our customers are. We've done that for a number of our customers here in the UK and in Europe. Uh, the second way is actually uh, retooling, reskilling a lot of our existing talent pool into technologies and platforms that are relevant to cloud driving certifications, et cetera. So that's the other way in which uh, we can help skill. And the third is very much helping our customers themselves build their own skilling and upskilling programs. Mm -hmm. for their own internal staff such that they become much more skilled at the use of cloud. So I think that's one area where 
uh, we clearly see a role that we can play. Uh, the second area that we see a role that we can play is because of the scale that we can operate at, the ability to create repeatable frameworks, IPs, uh, tools, drive automation that help drive cloud adoption. When the whole thing you know, starts growing exponentially, you can't do everything. Stuff needs to get repeatable, stuff needs to become uh, more automated. So that's the second area where we think that we can play a role. And the third is to simply scale. We at HCL, you know, we've got tens of thousands of cloud engineers today. And I think that that's still really the tip of the iceberg. I think there's far more uh, that we expect to train up and to skill uh, over the next few years. So that kind of scale that we can bring to the table is the third way in which we think we can support this. Absolutely. And it's really interesting as well when people sort of think about digital transformation and cloud transformation strategies, they tend to focus a lot on the technology. But actually, as you've just highlighted there, it is a lot about the people and the skills that they can bring to, you know, to an organization, but also about the existing workforce and making sure that they are sort of skilled up and they, they understand, you know, how cloud technologies work. Sure. And it's a good point that you make. It's about teaching or reskilling people on how cloud technologies work, but it's also about then helping them with the cultural changes that need to be imbibed, you know, in this new world, because the new world is going to be, is very different. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, how, you know, how you roll out products, how you roll out changes, how you introduce, you know, new functionality, etc. They're very, very different. You know, they, it's a different cultural mindset that one needs to adopt. Uh, so I think that that's a very key role that, you know, at HCL can play in supporting the journeys that our customers make to take on cloud. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that new functionality thing, that, that sort of feeds as well into the customer experience. There's this expectation that sort of, you know, using cloud technologies, you can roll out new products and services faster, get into market faster, and that is ultimately better for the end customer. Yeah, so, so it's, a, it's a really sort of interesting process, but it's one which, as I mentioned, is sort of organization-wide and it needs to be sort of thought out and, and you know, ideally supported as well. Um, so um, I'm afraid that's all we've got time for today, but um, if our listeners would like to find out a bit more about HCL Technologies, um, where can we send them? Uh, just send them onto our website, uh, www.hcltech.com or follow uh, our Twitter handle. Fantastic. Okay, well, brilliant. Thanks so much for that, Anabav. Uh, great to have you on today's podcast, and I hope to uh, work with you again in the future. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening to the FS Tech Podcast.